0: And welcome to the first ever episode of the brand new TBC podcast. I'm your host and editor in chief of the Bethel Collegian, Brett Esch. It's Tuesday, January 31st, and you are listening to episode number one of an all new medium from the Bethel Collegian. The first of its kind from the official news source and student run newspaper of Bethel College in North Newton, Kansas. The mission of this show is simple. You'll get to know our writers and our editors, and you'll get to hear the news and voices of Bethel College like never before from the Collegian. And as a reminder, you can listen to this show every other Tuesday starting today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, collegian.bethelks.edu. So a little bit about me, your host, Brett. I'm originally from Carrollton, Texas, which is a suburb just north of Dallas, if you're not sure where that is. I'm a communication arts major that was named editor-in-chief of the Collegian last April, I believe, after a series of interviews and applying for the job uh, at the recommendation of my predecessor, Bethany Powles, and faculty advisor, Christine Krause-Dick. And I just want to give a quick thank you to the KBCU team. That is the official radio station of Bethel College. You can find them on 88.1 FM on your dial. They're allowing us to use this uh, production room, this recording space with top-notch soundproofing, top-notch technology, just to give our listeners, you, the best quality that we can give. So with that, let's jump right in to the Collegian Ticker. As a quick introduction, the Collegian Ticker will serve as this show's staple for all the news, entertainment, and sports updates you need ahead of our interview portion of the episode. So let's jump right in, starting with the news. The Collegian recently announced that Thresher of the Year nominations are now open to Bethel students, faculty, and staff. These nominations can be submitted through a secured Google form that is available on the website. That's collegian.bethelks.edu. There should be a Thresher of the Year tab at the top of the website. Those will close down on March 14th. That is closed submissions to Bethel students, faculty members, and staff members. The recipient will be one of those three, um, and will be announced on April 14th. So a month after the nominations close, it will be selected by the staff and that person will be featured in issue 12, which is the final print issue of the semester and of the academic year. Just if, if you can think of the times person of the year, it's very similar to that. We're, we're really excited about this project. Uh, we feel like it's something that will really get involved with the community. Uh, so that's something our staff is looking forward to. Uh, Second up, the SGA granted... $1,200 $1,200 to YOP, which is the on-campus literary magazine. And also the constitution discussion is heating up as the spring semester gets rolling. Uh, this is something that, uh, the Collegian has been reporting on since this last summer, a new and revised constitution, uh, a simplified constitution as one of uh, the, the priorities for president Taylor Dashney's, uh, administration, uh, going all the way back, like I said to summer and early in the fall, especially now uh, with three to four months left for a senior heavy, uh, administration. We'll have on SGA reporter April Powles later on. uh, That's the Collegian's very own to kind of go in depth about some of the goals that they've set for themselves in the spring and more on that constitution issue. Mishania Ren Coleman has officially assumed the vice president for student life role on campus that was uh, resigned by Samuel Haynes back in the fall. Uh, There is a story of really good in-depth interview by our own uh, Lauren McCreary that's on the website right now in the news section. Uh, I highly recommend going and check that out. Some great quotes there from our new VP of student life. Uh, Just a really, really good informative piece and a really good interview. Uh, The Beyond BC series kicks off January 31st uh, with uh, the first three speakers are already scheduled. Again, we have a story about that in the news section from Darius Pamplin, uh, a really good informative piece. We'll actually have Logan DeMond on later in the show um, to kind of talk to us about Beyond BC, how the idea came about, what the speaker selection has looked like, and especially with that promotional and approval process through Bethel College, and, and just kind of the feedback that he's looking to get from that. Uh, moving over in the entertainment, uh, the spring show, Tick, Tick, Boom is scheduled for March 24th through 26th in Crable Auditorium. Uh, we did have a really interesting piece from our own Tristan England on that in the entertainment section, uh, that was actually originally supposed to be Violet, uh, and due to kind of some, you know, cast member stuff, the numbers, it's always a numbers game, right? They've switched that over to Tick, Tick, Boom. There's actually a movie version of it currently available on Netflix, Um, and then music faculty recital coming up on Saturday. That's February 4th. Uh, that's per the Newton, uh, the Newton city calendar online. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And then moving over to the sports, uh, both basketball teams are looking to rebound from losses with trips to St. Mary on Wednesday, uh, and Sterling on Saturday. So if I can check the calendar here, that'll be February 1st and February 4th, both of them road games. And then they're back home February 8th for a showdown with Tabor. Everybody knows the Bethel-Tabor rivalry there. And then the KCAC indoor track meet is coming up on February 10th through 11th. Uh, that is men and women. If you'd like to submit information, any updates, uh, any news, uh, so it can be read right here, uh, you can email the Collegian at collegian at bethelks.edu or DM the Collegian on Twitter or Instagram. We're now joined by Collegian SGA reporter April Pals. April, thank you so much for joining. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, kind of give the listeners an idea of who they are listening to.
1: Yeah, um, my name is April Powles. I'm an art major here at Bethel College, um, and I'm potentially going to uh, education, but no one needs to know that. Um, I am, as Brett said, the SGA reporter. I have been with the Collegian for two years now, almost two years. Um, I first came in thinking I was going to be a photographer, but that did not pan out. (laughs) (laughs) And um, here we are riding for the SGA.
0: Absolutely. So, first question, let's just get into SGA real quick. Uh, What were some of the landmark events and and overall goals that were achieved by SGA in the fall? It's new administration, uh, President Taylor Dashney, a whole new uh, crew there. Um, What were some of the things that they set out to achieve and and did accomplish last fall?
1: Yeah, so in comparison to other years, it kind of looks like SGA hasn't really done a lot, Mm -hmm. which can look A little daunting to some. But uh, with all the new administration, they really took it nice and easy this year. They added three new justices, justice positions that will be below the chief justice. And they did some other cool things, like they implemented the Roberts Rules into their Mm. sessions, which was kind of new for me. I came into the first meeting, and I was like, Roberts Rules? What are these? (laughs) And... That's just something that they're doing to add professionalism to SGA. Um, they also participated in Red Flag, the Red Flag campaign week uh, with Demcor and that was a really nice time over campus, and mm-hmm. we had a good time with that. And then they are working on the Constitution. They hoped to finish that this fall, mm-hmm. but as we'll probably find out later, that didn't pan out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they finished the Tocophone Tower project.
0: Okay. And then speaking on that Tocophone Tower project, there was a bill late last semester that did get rejected unanimously. Kind of what was the buildup to that looking like within the Senate, uh, especially that meeting where they did vote it down?
1: Yes. So the first meeting that that bill was proposed at, um, the senators kind of looked at it a little bit uneasily, and they were like, you know, we've heard from a lot of students that we're not, we're not really sure if this is something we should work on. Mm. And so they went ahead and tabled it, and they were like, we're going to do some more research. We're going to go out and uh, work on, like, how efficient are these talk phone towers and see if we really should do it and get some more feedback from the students. The next meeting... They had a bunch of feedback from students. There were several senators who had been talked to by students personally, about like three or four students each. And they were like, "Hey, please don't please don't pass this." <laughs> and then they didn't. It, and it was impressive that the students and um, the senators worked together there.
0: Yeah, and it's it's definitely important for students to see that those senators are listening to their requests because mm-hmm. I saw plenty of social media posts about it, and oh, yeah. and so it was definitely a topic that students were engaged in. So then and you brought up the new Constitution. Um, this has obviously been a priority. You reported on this in the summer, actually, before yeah, this you. last semester. Um, what's the timeline and direction of that looking like? Uh, you know, it's it's something that a lot of people are talking about. We heard that they were going to get a student vote on it. Yep. Uh, so what's that kind of blueprint looking like right now?
1: Yes, this. I'm not entirely sure when it's going to be mm-hmm. presented. They they don't tell me these things. They've kind of kept it close <laughs> yeah, to the. They, vest. They've uh, really kept it close to their to their chest. They haven't told me anything, but I can tell you that they're getting close. Mm-hmm. The last two meetings, they have been working pretty much covering some routine legislation, and then getting right into that working on the constitution and yeah. it's from what i've heard it's been a lot to work through mm. the old constitution was 62 pages long wow and so they're just <laughs> working through it bit by bit, bit.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and I was a SGA senator last year, and this was something that was kind of briefly brought up. And so, you know, it's not surprising that they're taking strides towards simplifying that. I think they just want to make everything much more efficient, right? Uh, which is yeah. what it sounds like that you're confirming here. And so, outside of that, you know, last question for you is, you know, what other goals are SGA striving for in these next three to four months? Especially as a, it's a senior heavy administration uh, up at the top. Uh, President Dash needs a senior, Vice President Connell. Um, So so what are some things that they're looking to do outside of the Constitution for this spring?
1: Right. I talked to uh, President Taylor Dashney about this a little bit, not a super lot, but um, she really talked about changing the narrative of SGA, Mm. and that's in quotes. (laughs) You can see me. I did air quotes. It's weird. Um, But she really wants to focus on answering the question, Why do we have SGA? And so that comes with, like, making SGA more useful to students. Um, That doesn't have any concrete goals that I know of right now, Mm -hmm. but just bridging the gap between the students and the administration and making SGA that bridge. Mm -hmm. That is their goal. and. That's what Dashney wants to set up.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining. Uh, Thank you for giving us some time to talk about SGA. They're doing some really important things. Mm -hmm. And uh, we appreciate your work for the Collegian. And uh, thank you, April. No
1: problem.
0: Next on the TBC Podcast, we've got Logan DeMond joining. He's a senior here at Bethel College, and he has recently announced and promoted via the Bethel – social medias, his new series Beyond BC. Logan, thank you for joining. Absolutely. Uh, So first question I got for you, what was the root of this idea, this Beyond BC idea, and what sparked you to create this series for the students and just kind of giving them insight to people who have been there, done that with Bethel?
2: And this is a long story. So this goes back over four years of me being here at Bethel. I've been lucky enough to meet some insanely successful people here. Some people with great stories, some people who have done great things using their Bethel College degree. And I'd be remiss to tell this story without mentioning two names uh, that are very important to me still in my life. That's Jim and Shirley Gehring. Uh Jim actually passed away this last summer. Um, But I met them my freshman year um, at a program called Life Enrichment. Uh, For a lot of students, that's when the old people come to the cafeteria here on campus uh, and they hold up the lunch lines. Uh, But for me, one day I got in there after 12 o'clock, which is the time you don't want to be in there in the (laughs) caf. Um, And they actually took a seat down by me and we exchanged information. We wrote letters to one another. We started making calls to one another, and I started to kind of piece together Jim's life story with Shirley there by his side, and and Jim has has an amazing story. So he started out uh, here at Bethel College, finished his undergrad at K-State, then he went to the um, Michigan State University. After Michigan State, uh, he did his uh, dissertation in, uh, where was it, Kuala Lumpur. After that, he led a Peace Corps mission uh, in Guatemala. Then he worked on Lyndon Johnson's Council of Economic Advisors. After that, he came back to the United States. Um, man, he worked for the World Bank for uh, the majority of his career. But anyways, he held these these amazing jobs, and yet he's still so connected to Bethel. And when he retired, he came back to North Newton. So when I started to get to know Jim and Shirley, and I'd go over to their house for meals, or I'd catch up with them at basketball games, they'd introduce me to their friends. And I kind of got to know this, this alumni network uh, that surrounds Bethel College. And so... I got to know them, and I got to know all these other great people, um, and and having coffee with them and Mojo's, just sitting down chopping it up, and I realized, man, we have a very successful network of alumni here, and that's a really untapped resource for a lot of students, because on top of that, while I'm meeting all these great people, I'm hearing students saying at the same time, what am I going to do with a Bethel College degree, or will anyone even know what Bethel College is whenever I graduate? And, and that question kind of started to fester inside me, and I'd get upset because here I am meeting these great people with these great stories, yeah. and and these students are failing to appreciate that. So that's kind of where this where this idea came from. I want to bring that to students' attention mm. to show them what they can do with their degree. And, and I'm a realist. I realize I'm 22 years old. I'm not going to be able to change the world on my own, but if I can convince 500 fellow college students that they can with their college degree mm-hmm. the more one step closer to changing the world or at least making it look more like what we want it to look like
0: absolutely it's awesome to hear how naturally it came about and and that's really great so what did the approval and promotional process of this you know obviously working closely with bethel college to, to promote this and get this set up in Lizzie house um kind of what did that process look like taking it to that next step and finalizing it as a series
2: yeah, this was actually the easiest part. Um, when I came to well, the idea officially kind of came to my mind this summer is when I really decided as I look at graduation, what's the last thing I want to do for Bethel College um, while I'm here It's kind of phase out but still impact the campus community. And uh, this summer, I actually brought the idea to both um, Brad Schmidt and Megan Kirshner. And so we just started having some early conversations about the idea. Um, Megan was doing a class with a similar format where she was bringing in people from the local business community to speak. Um, But I said, I wanted to do something a little bit more intimate and a little bit more tied to B.C. Um, So I actually, uh, this school year, first semester, just went and pitched the idea officially to Megan. And I said, listen, it's time to make this happen. I want to do it. And Megan is great. She's been one of my biggest allies here on campus, her and Brad both. Um, Brad's actually who offered us Lizzie House as the perfect space. Um, It's it's a home setting. It's a setting that's more informal than Mm. if you were going to Crable Auditorium. Um, It's not someone who's just talking at you. It's more conversational. Uh, So, yeah, I just brought the idea to Megan. She said, gung-ho, go to work. Um, And Megan said, well, I have this class coming up. I could always can kind of see what comes up over time. Um, I also talked to Brad Schmidt because he's uh, over there in the alumni office, always dealing with former graduates. Um, So I asked him for some names. And that's where we got uh, Kimberly Kirchmer. Um, So she'll be coming actually in March. She couldn't come in January. Uh, Then I also reached out to someone that I went to school with. He was a senior when I was a freshman, John Hansberry. Mm -hmm. A lot of you might follow him on uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. (laughs) Uh, He's kind of blown up on there, but he's a basketball trainer. Started Mm -hmm. that here in Newton, um, and now he just bought his own basketball gym. So I thought, man, if I could get John to come back, that's a very recent graduate with immediate success. So I hit John up on social media. He got right back to me. Boom, there's our February speaker. Well, I'm left with January, the inaugural one. How do I want to kick things off? And this is, again, where Megan ties into the story. So she'd sent out an email um, through employment experiences. You know, she sends those job listings out. Mm -hmm. And there was a man in the North Newton community looking for a typist. Um, He was uh, was some kind of a dissertation or something. Uh, He was paying 3 bucks a page. I thought, man, that's pretty good money. I'll do that. I can type a few pages. Uh, So I met and had coffee with him. This is Dr. Lauren Friesen. Um, And I just kind of started chopping it up with him about his career and, and what he did. And I left that meeting. You know, I got the job, and I left that meeting thinking, "Man, he is the perfect guy to start this off." Uh, I believe he graduated sometime in the '60s from Bethel College. Mm. So, perfect contrast to our February speaker. Yeah. So, so far, these speakers have been natural. Um, and then for April, uh, I tentatively have someone lined up that I just had coffee with last week, and he was telling me a little bit about one of his career moves. Uh, and I said, "Why don't you come be one of our speakers?" So. It's just it's happening naturally. Uh, It's people that want to do it. And then we've actually had some people reach out. uh, They've heard about the series already, and they're interested in speaking. So now they're coming to us, which is even better. So it's just all happened very naturally. The approval wasn't anything legitimate. Um You know, we didn't want to do like an official club that needed funding. We wanted this to be very low-key and special to the students, special to the alumni community. We don't want to be blasting people's inboxes with emails. We want to promote this and do this in a different way than any other organization is on campus.
0: That's amazing, man. So you kind of answered my third question. So last question, you know, what's the desired feedback you're looking for from students? You know, you're offering as a convocation credit. I'm sure you're anticipating a pretty good turnout. What's the What's the – kind of takeaways that you want attendees to to, to leave Lizy House each month with in the Beyond BC series?
2: I won't say I'm superstitious, but I'm just a little stitious. Um, I, I didn't even order extra chairs for this event because I was <laughs> thinking this would be a small turnout initially. I didn't think many students would come. Then we get the convocation credit, and then students are gen, genuinely interested in mm-hmm. this. So, you know, we could have a huge turnout, and that'd be yeah. a great problem to have. Um, So regardless of the size, what I'm looking for out of students is just to come sit and listen in an intimate environment with these speakers. Uh, They're not going to be talking at you so much as it's going to be conversational style. We're not even going to have a podium for them to speak at. Uh, Dr. Friesen said he's bringing some notes, but he's going off script. He's just going to be talking with students, sharing about his career, about his life, and, and how he used Bethel College to impact the world, which is what we're ultimately all doing. So I'm just looking for students to come um, and hang out. That's really all. It's, sure. it's conversation. Come with questions in mind. Uh, there's going to be plenty of time for q and a afterwards. And as this thing grows, we're hoping you know to, to maybe get some money behind this and, and, and have some coffee, have some snacks for students. But we want it to be a very low key environment. Something that's not, you're going to an official meeting or you're going yeah. to a regular convocation where someone has a prepared presentation and a slideshow. Mm-hmm. We want this to be very informal. So come and, and be you. Don't expect anything um, elaborate. Expect an authentic presentation, come with questions, and come eager to learn and eager to connect with the Bethel College community that's beyond this campus.
0: Absolutely. you have to save me a seat because I'm definitely going to be there. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I appreciate your time, Logan. Is, I'm really looking forward to this series. I think it's going to be really good for the community. Um, so thank you for your time, man. Thank you for joining today.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on and for doing everything you're doing with The Collegian. It's great to get some publicity for this this way, so we always appreciate it.
0: Well, that'll do it for the first ever episode of the TBC Podcast. We'll be back on February 14th. That's Valentine's Day for those who need to do some last minute shopping. This show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the website collegian.bethelks.edu. Once again, I'm your host, Brett Esch, and Editor-in-Chief of the Bethel Collegian, and thank you for listening.